This is your Act One Beginners Call. Act One Beginners. What the fuck did we just watch? Okay, no introductions then. (laughs) (laughs) Hello! And welcome to Act One Beginners Call, episode something or other. Probably six, seven, or eight. Possibly nine. I don't think we're that far though. Oh no, we're definitely not that far. Also, just to let people know early on, I am home for the holidays, so I have no microphone. So if my audio today is a bit patchier, a bit more rough and ready, I apologise. But, oh wow, okay, right. <laughs> I'm just currently watching Gigi. Listen, Jim, listen, very we, just, generously. we just watched a shit show. And quite frankly... I don't know how I'm going to wake up and go to musical theatre class tomorrow knowing that that exists. I could literally go into the world, be a lead in a musical and not have to be able to sing. That's really nice. That's really nice to know. So we just watched the classic movie, the creme de la creme of musical movies. We just watched Annie, the 2014 film. Yeah. Uh... And I had heard it was bad when it came out. One, I haven't, I didn't realise it came out in 2014. It feels no, like it shouldn't like, have come out that long ago. I know. We were 13 and 14, respectively. It feels like... That's crazy. I was, should have been older. It feels like it only came out, like, four years ago. No, definitely. And it... <laughs> we have some gems. We've been... We would do Netflix party and let's let's just the, okay for both of us the film was buffering throughout it knew we didn't want to watch it it knew it, okay it was the film was one hour and 59 minutes and i swear i enjoyed two one but... hour 59 minutes has never felt longer in my life we got oh, to I about know. 20 minutes in and i just went isn't this over yet we hadn't even <laughs> met the Warbucks character. No, but we'd already And I was just like, it. can can we leave now? We get the gist. We know where the story is going. Can we just finish exactly. it? Exactly. We'd had enough. And also, here are some great, 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 great quotes from, from our uh, thing. So, so Annie, we first see Annie in class. She does this really pretentious essay where if you actually were in an American high school and you did that, you'd get beaten up, laughed at, humiliated and put online. Okay, my note for this is please stop trying to make a flash dance. She's in (laughs) class making students clap their hands and make noise. If someone got up in front of me in a class, no matter how old I was, and just told me to start clapping and making noise to get her to have a better presentation. We're not in stomp. No. There's a reason I don't I'm not in And like she just kind of goes around, like they're making the clapping and stuff, and she just is talking, not very loudly, so you can't really no. hear what she's saying. And then she just goes, Thank you. And everyone's like, Yeah, great work. And I'm like, she didn't make a point. She Sorry, did she explain just... the New Deal better than most of my resources for my degree I mean, did. Yeah, I will give her that. She did kind of like break it down she did and that was very very useful because that's what i'm doing she didn't go anywhere with it she just went the new deal existed here's how exactly and then just left the class and i was like cool thanks it was really strange uh like oh just the opening sequence just 
also, you know, you know what? I liked the I liked the misdirect at the start of the film with like the classic Annie character. We quite liked that. I mean, I knew from the moment the camera looked pan to her that I was like, oh, they're doing this to misdirect you. But I liked the intention of it, yes. even though it was awful. And this whole film is awful. Yeah. <laughs> she sat outside a restaurant to look for her parents. Like, I'm sorry. The, are you going to the police? Are you going, you know, who are you asking? A waiter won't remember people that he saw six years ago unless it's like Tom Hardy or, you know, an actor. They'd be like, all these people are just like, cool, this little girl is just like out here on a Friday night in the corner of a street just looking yeah. at a restaurant. They, he in only offers a cannoli at the end. Like, it's just, I'm just like, why does no one? And Grace Farrell. If that was her name in this, I don't know. I don't remember. I didn't quite frankly who, care. Who is the actress who plays Rose her? Rose Byrne, and she's Australian. And you can tell she's oh. not British, but you can tell she's not American. Yeah. So it makes sense. I, I know her. What, what else is she in? Do you know? Because she's in, like, other stuff. Isn't she married to Seth Rogen? Is she? What's her name again? Rose Byrne. <gasps> oh! Oh! Genevieve! What? Genevieve! What? Rose Byrne is married to Bobby Cannavale, who plays evil assistant guy in this film. What? She's married to the guy that is trying to, like, fight, like, that concocts his whole plan. That's crazy. My favourite thing that I wrote on our Netflix party chat was my eyelids could play Miss Hannigan better. It was so over the top, so unnecessary. But it had so little energy. She was just like- Little girl, little girl, oh. Thing is, I didn't actually hate a lot of the remix style music they did in its essence. Like the actual music, I hated the singing that went on top of it. The singing, the auto-tune, the lyrics. Yeah. But I feel like if you've got the remix and had proper singers in just a booth do it, it wouldn't be awful. It's, there was just a lack of energy all around. Yeah, it just was like Little Girls, which is this kind of classic great song. And it's just like, you're watching it going, all right. Like, just okay. the tune of it was just awful. Like, she was just girls, like mumbling it. Girls, everywhere I turn, I can see that it was all the same note. The actual song is... Little girls, little girls, everywhere I turn, I can see them. It's so much more expressive and low and dramatic and moody. It's the same with, I think I'm going to like it here, with their half a oh, of rap. No. They were oh, trying to no. rap, and I was like, mm? no, oh, <laughs> you don't do that. And it literally, the whole song was just, I think I'm going to like it here, yes, yes, I think I'm going to like it here. Oh, okay. Apparently, when you get alcohol in you, you just sing everything. It's <laughs> a musical, Olivia. No, I'm... but you never sing normally this much. <laughs> I've had more singing from you in the last ten minutes than I have in like the last year. <laughs> My favorite is you saying, "Did the writers ask the Riverdale writers for tips?" <laughs> Riverdale wasn't even existing at this point, but I have a feeling that these people went on to write Riverdale. <laughs> Or do you think the Riverdale writers saw this film and went, you know what? That's Musical what we do. That is quality. Need to replicate this energy. Yeah. That is quality. 
that is quality. But get some, something that was really subtle that annoyed me. I think I mentioned it before. I was I was in a leg of the national tour of Annie in 2011, and the orphans' names are, if I remember correctly, Molly is the youngest, who was called Mia in this. Molly isn't like Gertrude. I didn't it's, remember it's anyone's not, names. The Pepper. only names I remember is Miss Hannigan, Pepper, and Annie. I don't even yeah. remember the adults' names. Yeah. So, so in, in the actual in the actual musical, you've got Molly, Pepper. Pepper stayed the same in this film, but surely that's the name you changed. It's the most weird. And they've got Duffy, and I don't remember. I don't think that girl had a name. The oldest one, <laughs> and I think that was it. And there's seven orphans, including maybe including Annie. Oh, Tessie was another one, and that's a name taken from the show. But that really infuriated me because you haven't even taken from the source material. Like you're already deviating. Oh, also, one of the best things we wrote about, just while well, I remember the cannioli bit. You said, Wow, great to hear that she's only worth two cannioli's. That's a big promise, Annie. And then I said, Not even a tiramisu to finish it off. <laughs> I just this restaurant <laughs> only serves cannolis on a Friday. Why why? I get, like, maybe only serving things on a weekend because you have more business then. Yeah. But only a Friday? That's a very... Cannolis aren't that big... Like, they're not that hard to make. I can't say I've ever thought, you know what I'm really craving? A cannoli. I just... It just... And this poor waiter has to deal with this girl every day for so long. How long she's... she's been asking for like she's been there or in the system for six years she can't she can't have been doing that there. five years old because she's 10 years old yeah i refuse to accept any adult would accept her to sit there oh. at like seven or something but oh. also i'm sorry she can't read that's just a, is that that's not something from the show right is that something from the actual show i can't remember it's not a big plot point that i can remember I'm trying to think of the original movies, and I don't but then, think But then it I is. think, because it's set in the 30s, it probably wasn't normal for orphans to be able to read. Yeah. Maybe? But it just, it just comes at such a weird, it's such a weird plot point that they just go, and she can't read. And you're yeah. like, what? It's, at first it's, I thought she was the, lying to kind of get out of something. I was like, oh, it's just obviously her yeah, lying. But that's true. There are so many kind of plot points. The mobile phone that blatantly there. stalks people. I love that. Well, I do remember, God, it feels like an age ago, but that they have a movie within a movie, so the classic oh, scene yes. of them going to the cinema um, screening, and there's this fucking Twilight rip-off movie in oh, it yes. with Myla Kunis, Ashton Kutcher, and Rihanna. <laughs> like, it was just the weirdest... And that was better <laughs> acted and better written. I was going to say... I want a movie of that. It looked absolutely batshit, but I was there for it. it. Okay, the bit that really angered me, and I do not think was necessary, the, the teenage kids throwing cans at Sandy the dog in the street. That infuriated me as a dog owner. I am annoyed. I have to admit, when I first saw Sandy, I was like, oh, even the dog's ugly in this film. And then as I like saw it, I went, oh, no, it's a cute dog. It's a cute dog. I'll forgive okay, it. It was a cute dog, but incredibly well-groomed. Yes. Yes, it was. And it's actually quite a nice breed as well. It doesn't yeah. look like it was... Because like, in the original films, Sandy's, Sandy's just like a mutt. Yeah. It's just a kind of 
random dog. But this one I was like, that's a breed that's quite nice. It's just like, <laughs> what's his name? Mr. Warbucks. I don't know what his name is. William, this. William. Stacks. William Stacks. Wow, the most Mr. Monopoly From name Oliver ever. Warbucks. Yeah. It's like, it's, he, they've, kids, they've kids bopped it. Honestly, this it, is a kids bop version of Annie. That's exactly. I wrote it down. I was like, they've kid bopped all the all the music. It's just like, yeah, let's sing. Yeah. Oh, I hated it. Oh, but he just goes, oh, the dog's a hurricane. She just goes, Sandy, and I'm like, what is this? What is this humor? Whether there was Hurricane Sandy ripping through like Texas at the time, I don't know. No, Hurricane San- Hurricane Sandy's a few years older than that. Oh, okay. Hurricane Sandy was 2012, so she would have been... Okay, say, say, this is set in 2014 originally, so she would have been eight or so. Hurricane Sandy hit New York. I don't think she'd particularly remember it. I'm trying to think of something in when I was about eight years old that I would remember significantly, but... I, I don't, don't remember much before I was eight. I mean, same, yeah. I have flashes. Also, I do quite like... I will I will forgive that. I will kind of give them points for changing them to foster kids instead of in an orphanage. That, because that, was, that was quite nice. I guess because you couldn't... I, I was just like, oh, you can't really get around that abuse. You can understand it in the 30s and stuff, but in mm. the modern era, you can't... That's not really as forgivable. But as a foster parent, you can kind of... That slips by then, the kind of... Yeah. Definitely. Oh, but what really infuriated me is when everyone was saying, oh, it's so crowded in this flat. Oh, come on. Come on. There was... in Little Girls, she was... The entire song was down one corridor. Yeah. <laughs> like, this apartment would be like $4,000 a month in rent. I was going to say, it's got nice windows. It's got... It's not... I would live there. I'd live there. Yeah. But while we're talking about apartments, I was like, Daddy Warbucks. Let's call him Daddy Warbucks. Daddy Warbucks. He... His apartment was disgusting. Oh, my God. It was like selling sunset on crack. It's one of those apartments, like those flats, where people go, we want to show they have money, but they haven't ever seen a moneyed flat. That's true. Like, they've never seen... That's it. Like... It felt like this kind of stylist had just gone, oh, well, of course, it'd be big windows and, like, wide, big sofas and screens everywhere. Voice And a fountain fridge. and a fire pit. And it's just like, have you ever seen, like, a flat? Like, even rich... Like, rich people have shit taste. Yeah. But, like, I found that, like, it's pretty much no... Like, all accepted that rich people like the medium rich people have shit taste yeah but the very very rich have all right taste because they <laughs> just kind of go almost so much money that they're just like oh, I'll do- i just won't have anything then i'll just have like yeah bare neutrals yeah it was just so weird and okay the segues they were in the daddy <laughs> oh gosh, apartment yeah. and i was like okay so you need to voice activate you know, we're gonna, no, yeah, we're going to attach your voice to the system so you can ask, like, the fridge for food and you can have a conversation with a toaster. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> so these screens can, like... Yeah, and so they put Connect the, the your brain waves. They put the microphone to her face. She's like, what do I say? You just say anything. She's like, I think I'm going to like it here. And what song comes on next? 
Is it tomorrow? Oh, is it Hard Knock Life? No, it's fucking. I think I'm gonna like it here. But they did it. They did it with the Hard Knock Life as well. Like she, Miss Hannigan just comes in and goes, clean up the apartment, leaves, and one girl just went, Ugh, it really is the Hard Knock Life. And I was like, wow, okay, we're like, really going GCSE for subtlety drama, here. You have to make your transitions obvious. Okay, as well, you can't cut. You just scrub these floors until they're as clean as the top of the Chrysler Building. That's like an iconic line. Is the Chrysler Building a well-known, like the Empire State Building at least? Just go like. I'm shocked if you, don't know what the, if you don't know what the Chrysler Building is. No, but like the Chrysler Building doesn't feel as modern as like the Empire State Building. That's true, but you could still make a reference to that line. Well, yeah, I was saying like I'm surprised they didn't yeah. even just like change um, yeah. it to the. Also, it seemed like the very first day she was with Daddy Warbucks seemed to go on for about a good week. <laughs> it yeah. seemed like it was never end. I like she was just like. She's in bed and she's like, couldn't sleep. Then she made him a meal. But then she just goes in back to bed and she's like, I can't sleep. So just gets under a table and sleeps. And it's like, wait, is that the first time she's fallen asleep in this house? Yeah. I thought she's been here for like a week. What I found the funniest is when you said, that's a cheap ass necklace around her neck. <laughs> and I'm like, just... okay, Olivia, her parents probably don't have enough money to keep this child. <laughs> it's gonna be cheap. Also, they didn't match the locket. Like a huge moment in the stage show is the parents put the locket to Annie's locket. That's the only way she believes it. No, they did. They did it in the cafe. Oh, that's interesting. I just didn't really care by that point. I no, saw Tracy Tom. I was wondering film. what she was doing there. And then I probably Even, dismissed it all. I'm sorry, this film managed to make good actors look bad. bad. Yeah. It's actually impressive how they did. Yeah. That. I was just kind of going, Tracy Tom's is a phenomenal actress. And you were making her look bad. <laughs> the best singing was when, as a cameo from two probably Broadway performers, as auditionees <laughs> for the parents. Okay, that scene I actually loved. That was that was that that was that, that was probably comedy. one of that was. Comedy. I was say, that was probably one of the funniest parts of this film, and there weren't many. So, you know, Sia wrote this. She wrote the movie, or did she, she wrote, write the? She she helped. She, no, yeah, she co-wrote the music. Because I know she, yeah, I knew she had written some. We need to stop allowing Sia near movies. We do. Like this, like okay, this was in 2014. That should have made movie producers well aware. Yeah. That this person wasn't someone to go near. I just, I'm. How much did this make? Too much. Like it was green screen central. I swear. Oh my god. So, I. I'm sorry. I actually, I was lying down by the end because I just couldn't bear to. There are so many producers for this movie, but the fact that Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, and Jay Z all produced it, and I'm Shocking. like, how did it come out this bad? I know. Okay, so the budget mm. was sixty-five to seventy-eight million dollars. Okay, that's pretty standard. And the box office was one hundred and thirty-three point eight million dollars. That isn't great. So, it, yeah, it's like it's still a gain, but it's not. The biggest. I think people want to see it because it was Annie. Yeah. Um, and like it was meant to be this kind of like because some of the remixes that they try to do, I could see where they were going and I liked where they were going with it. Yeah. They just didn't ever pull it off well. No, exactly. What I found quite hilarious is when characters contradicted themselves. So Miss Hannigan went uh, what are you doing quieting down You're like quieting down quieting down and then she sings a song belting it okay Cameron okay, the, the Holiday is my favourite Christmas film of all time Cameron Diaz gives one of the most astonishing performances 
in cinematic history. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Yet, she did this. Yeah. Like, okay, it wasn't th- even overacting in a way that you need to in a theatre to be able to reach the back of the auditorium. This was mm. so too far. It worked in Easy Street because of the genre of the, of the and mood of the song. Yeah. But everywhere else, it was like, if I saw her on the street, I would call a mental asylum. I'd say, look, I'm sorry, but this is too far. I've just looked, and the original 1982 film, which I think is still my favourite yes, version, even though I think more people know the 1999 straight oh, to... Which one's got um, Victor Garbo? Is that his name? Victor Garbo? Victor um, and that, that could be a 1930s actor. I could be wrong. But he's got a name. Well, the 1982 version is the one with Bernadette Peters in. Oh, which she was Lily um, St. Regis, wasn't she? Because Carol Burnett was Miss Hannigan. Is that right? Yeah. And Kathy, was it n- not Kathy Burke? Kathy? Kathy? Kathy something? Was it in the nineteen ninety nine version? Uh oh, uh, Kathy Bates. Kathy yeah, Bates, not Kathy Burke. And Alan Cumming was. <gasps> Alan Cumming was like Rooster, I think. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. And Audra McDonald was in the oh, Audra McDonald nineteen ninety nine film. And Kristen Chenowitz was in the nineteen ninety nine film. Yes, she was Lee St. Regis. Victor Garber. Garber. So okay, the nineteen it, the nineteen ninety nine film. I think more people know. At least when I've talked to people about Annie, more people seem to know the nineteen or prefer the nineteen ninety nine one. But I maybe that's Annie because they're around hair. my age. Yeah, that's my thing. Maybe it's because they're around my age and it kind of came out right before we were born. So it's a bit more recent, and it's a Disney straight to DVD made for television film. Yeah. So it kind of had a bit more, whereas the 1982 film, just reading about it, its budget was set $57 million. No, no, its budget was $50 million, but it only made $57 million in North America. So it actually didn't do that well. Well, in North but, America, but then globally, what does it do? Because uh, that's, that's pretty normal and that seems pretty normal for North America. But also got to pair kind of compare inflation also because in the eighties, fifty million dollars. Apparently, it made it was made it was the tenth highest grossing film of nineteen eighty two, only getting seven million dollars in in um profit bonus. So that's really it. Doesn't give any uh worldwide like global profit. So I don't know. But well, at the time, like films didn't have merchandise in that way. That yeah. only really came with Star Wars. Mm. I know, I just... The cl- the original Annie seems like such a classic, and it, I just assume it as such, like, a well-loved piece that I find it strange to think it wasn't that. I don't know. Well, 57 but... million is a lot more then than it is now. Yeah. But then True. again, it's still 7 million. Compared. And also, tickets would have been a lot cheaper as well. Yes, that's also true. Mm-hmm. I just, this is, I am happy, I will accept, if you, if I asked, what's your favourite Annie, and you go, 
1999 or 1982. I will accept either of those two answers. If you say 2014, you are dead to me. Um, And I never want to see you in my life again. There were were extra songs that just didn't need to be there. Or maybe they could have done a better version, not better, but a modernised version of an original song. There's, I think it's um, How Should I Change? It's a Danny Warbuck song, and it's a really sweet song. Like It doesn't need Mm. to be there in the original show, but it's a nice song. Why do you need to... Yeah. I don't know. I just had a really weird... It, this film sat really weird with me because I've done Annie so many damn times. But I hate it, but I love it so much that if you change it, I will fight you. It's like how there's a Hooverville song in it. And actually, we, we didn't talk about this at the time, but it's just kind to me now. Their version of the Hooverville was Daddy Warbuck spitting out homeless shelter food. Which does not sit well with me because the whole point of the Hooverville scene is it's it's Annie who's been, yes, in an orphanage, but she's had a bed and she's had food. Mm. The whole point is that she's listening to the people in the Hooverville. That's Hooverbites? Is that right? I honestly can't can't remember this part. But she's listening to the homeless people. But this focused on Danny Woolbuck's not liking the food. And spitting on a homeless man. Not spitting, but he spit out the food at the homeless man. Yeah. And that really, because that did not sit well with me. Mm. It just, it felt so, it felt, it lost all the charm and the heart yes. that Annie is known for. It's a film. And even if you hate Annie with a burning passion, I think you understand, like, what its yeah. heart is. Whereas this, it just felt like they knew that they could make another adaption, so they just did. Yeah. But also, this is a film about the Great Depression. Like, the original Annie is all about the Great Depression and how people got out of it and how people are using kind of hope and family and all those kinds of values to get through. That's the whole point of Annie. This was just like, come and see Annie. It's a cute little musical. Yeah. And I was like, there was no kind of... After you watch Annie, it's like, oh, well, Annie got was started at the bottom and worked her way up, that American dream. Mm. But instead of finding fortune, she found a family. Was this, I'm like, she found fortune. And I think she found a family, but they hugged on a rooftop. And I think that kind of makes them family. I know this for a fact, though, that the Russian, or whatever she was, in the family services, that lady, was my favourite. Oh, yeah. She, she was, was just... very funny. <laughs> she was living her best life, that she actress. She was having fun. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This was just... This was just okay. Auto tune. Okay, auto tune mm. can be used for good. This mm. was used because it didn't trust so its actors. And Jamie Fox, as problematic as he may be, he can sing. Cameron Cameron Diaz, I might be able to sing. <laughs> we will never know. Uh, the lead, the girl playing Annie, I can't remember her name. She can clearly sing. She's good. You yeah. You don't need to auto tune the girl. It was like when we talked about Jesus Christ Superstar and Tim Minchin, mm. how he didn't know who was auto-tuned. Yeah. Why would you need to auto-tune Tim Minchin? He's got this incredible rock voice. Yeah. It just... It really was a painful two hours. and It was. But I don't regret it because we got some gems. I, I can now say I hate it without feeling yeah. guilty about not watching it. Exactly. Um, and I can now scoff at people who say they like it. So. Uh, can we just talk about the so-called chemistry and relationship oh. between Grace and Daddy Warbucks? 
was literally about to say how they lacked it completely and just it it was like they cut to the end and like Annie's just like Grace and they kind of kiss and you just went, Oh yeah. Peck and then they go for it and it's like okay. They they got together, woo. Oh, I don't care. But in the stage show, I'm always gonna go back to the source material here. <laughs> yes, he it finally clicks in his head that when she sees when he sees her in that dress before we go out to this mm. event. Oh wow, I do really fancy her. There are these awkward moments beforehand where the audience is like, Oh, oh, is there something mm. there? For this there was no build up. Apart from yeah. the fact that Annie went, Do you like Daddy Warbucks? And she was like, Well, I do. Just kind of though. Like he's quite attractive. He's got a nice face. He's got a nice body. <laughs> and he's like his hair. Or oh, but you shouldn't like his hair. Like you really shouldn't like his hair because spoiler alert, it's a wig. <laughs> and it was like Annie didn't ask for this. <laughs> I know, Annie just asked a question and like Grace just goes, Here's my entire life story now. And it's just like going, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. And it was at this moment where you said this, why is there fifty minutes left? God. <laughs> It just never ended. Like, even, like, Cameron Diaz, I predicted, would have a change of heart almost as soon as she started asking questions. And then there's 25 minutes left, and there was like, oh my god, the most anticlimactic and low-energy car chase I've ever seen. There was a car chase across New York, and I have never been less invested in a car chase. I was just like, woo. And, like, even Annie had, oh my god, it's just... I don't think I can put into words how much this film just made me annoyed at it whilst watching. Oh, no. And what... Okay, I quite like the dynamic of Hannigan, Rooster, and Lee St. Regis. If you don't know the show, Hannigan is, like, you know, takes care of the orphanage. Rooster is her brother, and Lily St. Regis is the girlfriend of Rooster. And there's quite a fun dynamic there, whereas you didn't get that here. You got... The guy, a guy who works for Daddy Warbucks who just wants money, but he didn't understand his motive, really, until he was talking to Hannigan. And there was no real build-up to that. It was kind of like, oh, we predicted he was the evil brother equivalent, but it was just such a... It just didn't work. It was just... The plot was everywhere. It was like they were trying to do Annie, but redo Annie with their own parts and have, like, this other genre of film at the side it was just and it was at this point you also said i don't have enough alcohol in my house i really don't it's it's it one was of like those we needed where... to drink through it or we needed to i think Ugh. i'm pretty good at making drinking games to films that are bad and i think this film is just too unenjoyable yes. to do a drinking game to because like the best drinking games are to films that are funny bad yeah so tall girl after swiped every film that Noah Centiano's been in on Facebook Facebook <laughs> on Netflix it just you need like it to be hilariously bad this is just bad and you're just sat there going I hate this and no amount of alcohol can make it better <laughs> it's just I just want to talk about the parents so this was Tracy Toms and a mm. guy Random and guy. so they're in the cafe saying yo we're the, your parents um, we, we live in New Jersey, but we're moving to Brazil. No one bastard annihilated the fact they're moving to Brazil. I'd have gone, oh, why are you moving to Brazil? What's your job there? Maybe we should do a background check. Can I just like, can we just like hold back on this? So I think that's what happens yeah. in the show. He says, can we hold, can we wait? Yeah. Can we wait? yeah, there's like a, it's just, they all go, they all just look and go, cool, 
Brazil. That's a very normal place to just move yeah. to. And then also, Annie goes like, oh, your phones don't work in Brazil. I'm sorry. What? He has a phone that he's trying to put a week-long battery into, and he can't reach Brazil? Does his yeah. phone only work in New York? I, I just... I. If that the is logic. the case, he has a very small market and not a good business plan. He then listed other Central and Southern American countries. And I got really confused of why. Like, Does the phone work in those countries and just not Brazil? And if so, what was he going against Brazil? I wasn't paying attention at this point. I was was just lost in the logic of the fact that there were so many big windows. (laughs) That were all obviously fake. It was green screen central. They didn't even want to go into Queens to film a scene. No. <laughs> they had to get a green screen. My favourite is like when he's just like, I want to adopt her. And you were like, they've only known each other for two weeks. And I was like, and they've barely talked for half of that time. <laughs> oh my, that's so true. And then they did a little dance. And that's make, make, that's supposed to make us think, oh, they're a nice, happy family. And I'm like, I'd love to see the, the sequel when they have to call children's services because he doesn't know how to feed a child. They did, though, a Greatest Showman moment before The Greatest Showman where she sings a song and the movie stops dead cold for, like, three minutes to just watch a person sing a song. Why yeah. do movie musicals decide to do that? That doesn't happen in mu- in musicals. If someone is singing a song as a solo, it is to progress their character or the plot in some way. Mm, yeah generally that's how it's done but the greatest showman did this with the opera singer song i can't remember what it's called now and i don't care um exactly you just sit there and you have to watch this lady just sing for a few minutes and you're like cool this doesn't help the plot and she just and then annie just does it and we're like what and it's like oh sia wrote the song like oh jesus christ it's just her swaying and just i'm where they're going like oh it's the opportunity you're not doing anything it was like you could have done maybe a, li- a little ditty in front of the people, be a dancing, you know, yeah, dancing puppet for the masses. Cause is this meant to be her like the sun will come out tomorrow section? Is this meant to be replicating that sort of thing where she's kind of giving hope to other people? Because if that is, because they don't sing tomorrow as a song within the film, they do it as kind of either little do it like she was running. Uh, she was going they kind of hint at it it's all it's all in like kind of um backing tracks Mm. yeah but they never have her sing it and it's just like you can't replace tomorrow one of the most iconic songs with this shit show (laughs) of ballad and um nyc is one of my favorite songs in the show it's such a good ensemble number um, and it wasn't there, it was just used in underscoring. And they did a scene to replace that with the heli- they were in a helicopter and showing her around all the sites. You could have done that with a little bit of a song, harking back to the original. And it's just Jamie Foxx, just... Oh. And what was quite funny is we both said this, the final sequence, they're doing these dances, and it's not even a dance, we both said it's TikTok <laughs> dances before TikTok. It honestly, and it, it all, you look at the dancers' faces and they all look like they hate it and they hate being there. They they're don't like, want to be there. And it's like, come on, put a smile on, Jesus. So, out of five stars, Gigi, how many would you rate it? Minus four. Cool. 
What would you rate it? I rate it as the sun will never come out tomorrow, as long as this film still exists. I'll say it was a hard knock watch. (laughs) I was fully dressed with a frown. It was not easy street. Even the dog couldn't save it. NYC, NY don't. (laughs) I think I'm going to hate it here. (laughs) (laughs) But in other, in other, let's, let's get our mind off this piece of garbage and think of, I say this with (laughs) questionable accuracy, but theatre. Gigi and I watched a streaming of the yes. Royal Shakespeare Company's version of... Well, it's not even a version. No, a, it was, it's called Dream. And what I thought it was, I thought it was a 50-minute abridged version of Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm. And then I saw video game technology, and I went, ah, oh, I don't think I've signed up for the right thing here. Yeah. And so we'd already put the tickets, and... <sighs> We watched it, and so the plot is basically... There was a plot? (laughs) This is is what I think it is. (laughs) Puck goes into the forest to possibly find something, or possibly just because they just fancy a little stroll. But then it gets all dark, and then... So the four sprites slash fairies in Miss Night's Dream are Peas Blossom, Cobweb, Moth, and Mustard Seed. And Mustard Seed, uh, no, no, I don't even know where they were, but each of these four uh, fairies becomes, like, part of the forest. So, like, part of the tree or, you know, the clouds. I don't quite remember. And then by the end, they all die because it's a storm. And then, as this is, okay, maybe we need to explain it was interactive and stuff, and I'll let you do that. Yeah, (laughs) But it was just, and you had to kind of, you rebuilt the forest and then it was over. And they had a Q&A, but I didn't quite know what questions to ask because I had no idea what the fuckity frick I watched. So <laughs> I, and I was watching it at Exeter and my housemate Gemma came in just as it was about to start to ask me a question. And she was like, oh, what are you watching? And I said, this Royal Shakespeare Company production, I have no idea what to expect, but it's like half an hour long, I think. And Gemma is on the Shakespeare um, Company committee, the Shakespeare Theatre Society committee at Exeter. And she loves Shakespeare. So she was like, oh, cool, can I watch it? So she sat and we watched it together. And we were very confused because I was like, look, I don't know what I'm watching. And she was just there going, that's from King Lear. That's from Othello. That's from Midsummer Night's Dream, but said by Oberon. That was said by Titania, but it's now being said by... And we were just sat there going... And she's just there going, what are we... And I was just like, I don't know what the plot is. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just putting fairy lights in a forest for some reason. I don't know what it's doing. You can buy an interactive ticket, which is basically... You use your keypad on your uh, laptop to... You can, like, ping fireflies. So, puck. Yeah. So, this, so this is... Okay, this is video game technology... All the actors are wearing these suits which track their movements. And so, and because it's all dark around them, you ping these fireflies in inverted commas to help Puck find their way. But you don't really understand where to put them because it's not properly calibrated. And so I was putting fireflies everywhere in the damn place. Well, 
it just it i said this to Gemma, and i mean this in the best way it felt like we were watching art instead of theater yeah. in that i can see what they were doing and they were what they were experimenting with and i can understand it's a first attempt however i did not like it <laughs> and i don't know what they were doing yeah. it just i it also i'm sorry to whoever this actress actress actor is but the person who played Puck, really, I think part of it is because they were doing it in virtual reality, so they had to over, um, overact their movements and really kind of exaggerate everything. But they exaggerated it too much and their voice too much, and I was like, I hate this. Please stop. And it just felt very. I'm just kind of shocked that they had like over five thousand people watching that one performance we watched. And if all the tickets were ten pounds, they well, have made the so much money. For ten pounds, but you could watch it for free. Oh, you could watch it for free. You couldn't interrupt, uh, which is the whole point uh, of it. So. Okay, that makes more sense, and I am pleased to hear that. And now <laughs> I think I overpriced it mm. in the quiz afterwards. Also, they made you do a quiz afterwards, or they asked you to, because I think it was going towards a PhD for someone. And that quiz took longer than the actual performance, I swear to God. Oh, I could be asked to um, do that. I don't think I did. It was... G- uh, Gemma and I just had to, because it was basically like, did you feel an emotional connection to this story? And I was like, there was a story? Or I was like, did, were you moved by this piece? And I was like, I was moved to anger. <laughs> <laughs> it, I could see that in future, if you developed it, mm. it can be used for interesting means. But I'm just still very confused by what i watched i think if it had been kind of i think this could be used as a great way to get kids into shakespeare yes because if you had like literally an abridged version of a midsummer night's dream and the actors Mm. are in this cartoon form or this kind of mystical form i think that would be quite interesting for a child to watch but I don't actually know what I... I think I sat... I was on my bed in my uh, halls room in London. I Mm. listened to the police sirens go by. I just sat and watched in the distance. Because watching my wall, my blank white wall, was more interesting than watching the dream performance. Yeah. Staring into the distance, going, oh, that's a crack on the wall, I should probably... Uh, Gemma and I were spent so long talking about it that if they ever said words that were clarifying a plot, we missed mm. them. I l- did like the concept of it though. Like I thought it was sweet, but would I watch it again? No. no. But what I should know what I didn't like, didn't appreciate, was when so you're in this video game world and then you come out of it, the cam the camera moves back and you watch the actor, the actors carrying puck over yeah. these stepping stones and I'm like the whole yeah. point is for you to watch the screen see I quite I quite liked it because it showed you the work that was going yes, on behind it true. and I appreciate it and then mm. I, I quite liked um that's probably more interesting than the actual video game yeah there was another aspect that happened at that time that I quite liked but yeah, and the lights came I was on, like, like, the, like the, where the people were placing fireflies, they came on to... Yeah, the... but Maybe I... Like... It, was a, it was an experience. It was. 
was. So we are we are two for zero and I mean unenjoyable is harsh, but just not accurate. not 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 theatre. Yeah. I can't wait until the theatre's reopened. So things are but happening. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, and you know the creme de la creme, Gigi, is mm, in October, November time on Netflix, Diana the Musical oh, is being streamed. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you know when things go too far? Like, like having a robot that mows your lawn for you because you can't be asked to push an already robot around your garden. That's too far. But having Diana the when we've just had the crown I do appreciate that it's coming to Netflix I'm just like when did this, this it's written by Americans nowhere. It? it's written by fucking oh Americans. yeah it's, it's been on Broadway I, has it been on Broadway I think no. it, was on, or it was either off Broadway or something it's American based no. I don't think it's aired and it's shown in the UK yet but I love how it's already going to Netflix I I'm want like, a oh, Prince Charles supervillain song and on that note musical shuffle Oh, Louis. So it is Road to Hell from Hades Town. However, it is the live version of Hades Town, the off-Broadway oh. version of Hades Town, which is I have both. I have well, I have all three versions of Hades Town yes. on my playlist, where I have um, the concept album by Nice Mitchell, the original off-Broadway and the Broadway version. Yeah. So, oh, nice. I have got Munchkinland slash Ding Dong the Witch is Dead from the Wisdom of Oz. <laughs> That's a very interesting recommendation. I mean, if you want to celebrate lockdown being over, I guess you could play that song. I mean, go for it. I could have had anything. I get anything. that. <laughs> What's it from Wizard of Oz? Wow, I forgot oh what the Wizard God. of Oz was called. All right. Oh my goodness me. So they will be added to the playlist and you can enjoy those two cracking (laughs) suggestions. I think on that note, (laughs) this is where I think we end this roller coaster (laughs) of an episode. (laughs) I would say go watch Annie, but I don't want to put you through that pain, so don't go watch it. Watch watch the original 1980s version. Yes, watch the original. We've watched it so you don't have to. I have been Gigi. And I have been Olivia. Goodbye.